Hi there. Welcome to the Living Fear Free podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me today as we've come to the last podcast in our 30 episode series on fear. I'm your host, Dee Price, and today we're going to finish up the verse by verse study we've been doing on Psalm 91. We've been on the last three verses of this psalm for a few days now. Our Father God is the one speaking in these last verses. He's speaking forth promises, things that he has promised to do. So we're going to look at verses 14 through 16, and then we're going to go back through it again. So starting at verse 14, he said, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I want to spend some time with the last promise in verse 16, because everybody I know keeps singing the song, life is short, and not taking into consideration that scripture says in Proverbs 18, 21, that death and life are in the power of their tongue. People who continually say that life is short usually get to the point where they cut their life short, because that's what they've been saying. But let's look at verse 16 again. God the Father has said, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Him who? And when I say him, I'm referring to him and her because God made man. He made he man and she man. But in the beginning, we are of the class of man. So God says, With long life I will satisfy him. He's talking about him who dwells in a secret place and abides under the shadow of the Almighty. He's talking about him who says of the Lord that he is their refuge. He's talking about him who says he is their fortress. He is their God in whom they trust. He's talking about him that allows God to deliver them from the snare of the fowler. Him who allows God to deliver them from the perilous pestilence. Him who allows God to cover them with his feathers. Him who takes refuge under the shadow of his wings. Him who has taken God as their shield and buckler. Him who refuses to be afraid of the terror by night. Him who refuses to be afraid of the arrows that fly by day. Him who refuses to be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness. He's talking about him who refuses to be afraid of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Him who knows that even though a thousand might fall at their side and ten thousand might fall at their right hand, but that person knows that absolutely nothing shall even come near their dwelling. They will only look with their eyes and see the reward of those who chose not to trust in God. Have you seen the things that God has promised you and I in this psalm? He's promised that you shall abide under his shadow. He's promised to be your refuge. He has promised to be your fortress. He's promised to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He's promised to deliver you from the perilous pestilence. He's promised to cover you with his feathers. He promised you refuge under his wings. I get a picture there of an eagle covering their baby with their wings. He's promised that his truth, which is his word, will be your shield and buckler. Jesus is also called the word, which is why you and I need to know what he has said about our situations. He's promised that you shall not be afraid of terror by night, arrows by day, pestilence that walks in darkness, nor destruction that lays waste at noonday. You shall not be afraid. He has promised that should 11,000 people fall at your side and right hand, that whatever has taken them out shall not even come near you. He's promised that you will only look and see it, but it won't come near you. 
He's promised that no evil shall befall you. He's promised that no plague shall come near your dwelling. He's promised to command his angels to take care of you. He's promised that they will keep you in all your ways. He's promised that they will bear you up and you won't even dash your foot. He's promised that you will tread upon demons. He's promised that you will trample them under your feet. He has promised to deliver you four times in this psalm. He's promised that whenever you call upon him, he will answer you. Whenever you're in trouble, he's promised to be with you. He's promised to deliver and honor you. He has promised to satisfy you with long life. He's promised to show you his salvation. That's 28 promises in this one psalm. Remember, we looked at Psalm 8934 where God said, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. In Isaiah 46:11, God said, Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. If God has spoken it, as far as he's concerned, it's already a finished work. You may say, well, okay, D, if he's done it, why don't I see it in my life? Why am I dealing with these things? Well, in order to get anything that God has given us, we have to receive it. You have to take it. You have to exercise your faith and appropriate the things that he has already given you. If I put a million dollars in your bank account and put the key and a book on your bookshelf, it would stay in the bank, even though it's in your name and you have a right to access it, and even though the key to access it is in your house. If you don't know it's there, it's not going to do you any good. With long life, I will satisfy you. In Genesis 6, man had already started being led astray by the devil. And in verse 3, it reads, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. God has ordained that you and I should live to be 120 years old. Well, why don't we? Because when most people get to 40, they start talking themselves into the grave. Remember, we have what we say. They start saying, well, you know, I'm getting old. Well, according to Genesis 6-3, middle age is 60. They start talking about their mind going, their memory going. They can't see anything. Pieces of their body are killing them and on and on and on. And you may point out where the Israelites lived 70 or 80 years. However, that generation died off because they could not go into the promised land and they had to go. They died because God needed them gone so he could deliver the children into the land he promised Abraham to give to his seed. And they had already said they weren't strong enough to take it. They went in, they looked at the giants and said, oh no, we're not going in there. So God said, okay, bet you're not going in there. With long life, I will satisfy you. Are you satisfied? You and I are supposed to live until we are satisfied. God has promised to satisfy you with long life and to show you his salvation. What does the word salvation mean in the Hebrew? Salvation means deliverance, welfare, prosperity. It means to save. It means salvation by God. It means victory. These are all the things we have been given in Jesus. Everybody knows that familiar scripture, John three sixteen and 17. In it, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The world through him might be saved. How? 
Well, Romans 10, 8 through 12 tells us. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God sent his son to save you from everything you needed to be saved from. There is no, well, he saved me from sin, but I've got this problem over here. Nope. Jesus has been sent to save you from everything you could possibly need saving from. Okay, well, that's all I have for now. But before I go, I want to read Psalm 91 to you out of the Passion Translation. It says, When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry and help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. This is Dee Price, and I want to thank you for sticking with me through this 30 podcast challenge. And I want to encourage you to begin digging into the Word of God, for in there lies your protection and deliverance from all fear. Thanks again. Bye.